Hello everyone, how you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. Sorry if there's any background noise today. Hopefully you can hear me. Once again, here we are with Seneca on the shortness of life. And pretty much every page of this book so far has been pretty great. I'm getting some very good ideas. Hopefully you're enjoying them. But they're definitely you know helpful for me. So let me share these few lines. This is really all about, I think, taking hold of the day. So we might ask ourselves, right, like, what are we putting off? What are we waiting to start? Seneca, as I think is already coming through in the past few episodes, really wants to emphasize this in On the Shortness of Life. Again, the general theme is like, life isn't short. It's long enough if we learn how to use it well, right? And I agree with that, obviously, outside of something tragic happening, right? Um, but typically, you know, I think in our daily lives, we can think too, you know, we feel rushed. We feel like we're not getting the things done that we want to get done. A part of that might be because of how we're experiencing time, of how we're making use of our day. And what this section offers is kind of like how we view the future and how a certain relationship to the future is really damaging to the present, which is to say, you know, our life, right? Because your life is not tomorrow. Your life is now. So let me read this and I'll provide a little elaboration. I hope this is uh, helpful for, for all of you. So he wrote, Can anything be more idiotic than certain people who boast of their foresight? They spend their lives in organizing their lives. They direct their purposes with an eye to a distant future. But putting things off is the biggest waste of life. It snatches away each day as it comes and denies us the present by promising the future. The greatest obstacle to living is expectancy which hangs upon tomorrow and loses today. You are arranging what lies in fortune's control and abandoning what lies in yours. What are you looking at? To what goal are you straining? The whole future lies in uncertainty. Live immediately. So this really speaks for itself, I think. And I love these few lines. I think, one, he references fortune and he capitalizes the F in that word, which I think is very cool, right? Similarly, you know, perhaps the way we, we would capitalize the word God, right? We're talking about these are ancient thinkers, right? As I said, in Roman Greek society or ancient Roman and Greek society, fortune was a God, right? Fortune was something divine. Fortune was something that they worshipped, right? So the capitalization of that F, I think, is really meaningful. Um, you all know how I feel about this if you listen to the podcast. I'm big on the idea that luck is very real. I think it's naive and arrogant to act like we make our own luck. I think it's important, and he highlights this too, right? It's important to focus on what we can control. It's important to focus on, again, today, on the moment, what we can do to lead a flourishing life, what we can do to be happy, what we can do to be of service. All very important, but we have to always keep fortune in mind. That luck, good or bad, is something outside of our control that we have to contend with and relate to. It's not something that we can control. Right? So I think that's really great here. And of course, now he's relating it to this idea of the future. The future always lies in uncertainty. A part of memento mori is a reminder of that, right? Because if we kind of follow the idea a little bit, you know, we think about it for a moment, we ruminate on it. It doesn't just mean, remember, I'm going to die. It also implies, like, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know how much time I have on this earth. I don't know how much time my loved ones have on this earth. And that should encourage us to take action, right? So the idea that we think about the future too much and that we then delay plans for the future, right? We think, oh, I'll be happy when I get the job. I'll be happy when I meet the right person. Of course, these things hopefully will bring happiness into your life, but all you're doing with those statements and then the feelings and thoughts and actions that they encourage is you're delaying life, right? The real question might be, 
how can I feel happy today? The real question might be, how can I relate to these things and make them horizons, as we've been saying, make them things to pursue, but not forget my responsibility and my potential power to actually make myself happy, to put out love into the world, instead of just seeking it from these external things that might or might not be in my future. It comes down to what we're training, right? You train, as he's saying, the expectancy. You train to put your meaning in tomorrow. And that's not a good thing, right? Or you can more train, you could train yourself more, let's say, to cultivate those things in the present. And we're going to do both, right? Because it's normal to say, wow, a job would improve my life or a new job would improve my life. It's normal to say a loving relationship would improve my life. Of course, create images of those things and strive for them. But we have to make sure that we don't train that muscle too much, too heavily and too intensely, especially without training the other muscles, which are the what can I do today muscles. How can I, again, be loving and feel loved today in regards to, let's say, if you're someone who's saying I'll be happy when I meet the right person. Well, wait a minute. What other types of love can you cultivate, right? Because when I mean the right person, I'm implying like, you know, a significant other. Okay, well, that's one type of love. You can be a great friend. You can feel loved by your friends. You can maybe, you know, hopefully turn to your family and feel loved by them and offer them love, right? You could just be nicer to strangers. <clears throat> so the idea here is that, is that we limit ourselves by putting things off into the future. And we train ourselves to do that. We get really good at that and we end up skipping most of life because we're training our gaze and our meaning-making process to be in tomorrow and on tomorrow instead of in and on today, right? Directing your purpose to a distant future too, as he's saying here, he's kind of warning us against that. I like that. He's not saying don't have one at all. He's not saying don't organize your life. He's not saying don't have a five-year plan. He's saying, I think, don't spend too much time thinking about it. Right? It's like the sun. You want to look at the sun. Oh, it's ahead of me. Cool. It provides me life. It gives me purpose. It allows me to, or let's say, you know, obviously sunlight helps us see what's in front of us. It helps us create a path. But if you stare at the sun for too long, you go blind. So you can't stare at your purpose for too long because it's going to frustrate you. It's going to paralyze you. I've suffered from this a lot. I've done this to myself a lot in life. You have this cool idea, this big purpose, this big idea, and then you start to get overwhelmed by it. You start to feel bad because you're not there yet. Take a moment. Take the day in hand. Take the moment in hand. And try to embody at least some of this big purpose. Try to do something that moves you towards that big purpose. Or more so, let's even say, towards that big result that you want. Because a lot of the things in life, too, are a big deal. Right? Like meeting the person or not even the person that you maybe, let's say, spend the rest of your life with. Meeting any person that you like a lot. Forget love for a moment, right? Of course, love is huge too, but just so meeting a new friend, is that's a big deal that could change your life, right? So we have to realize that these things, these large purposes, these things that will come to us in the future are only ever going to come one day at a time anyway, so why not focus on that? And also, they become burdens when they are not present, if we yearn for their presence too much. Right. So to really live life, we have to work on, let's say, crafting healthy expectations and having healthier relationships to these expectations, because there's certain things in life that, you know, 
We all want. We all want meaningful work. I think we all want meaningful relationships, right? We all want to love others and be loved by others. These are wonderful, huge things that will hopefully be present in life, but also will likely at times feel like they're absent. So to deal with their presence and absence requires philosophy, right? It requires ultimately, I think, a little bit of the philosophy that Seneca is offering us here. Understand that luck is involved, right? Understand the future is uncertain. Try to live in the moment. Try to take today and do something meaningful with it. And that's a whole new set of questions, right? Instead of when will I meet the right person? When will I get the right job? Ask those. Answer them. Try to answer them convincingly, truthfully, right? But don't spend too much time answering them. Don't focus on them too much. Don't lose sight of what you can do in the now. And also don't lose sight of the fact that in the absence of these things, you still can find some joy in life. You might be, again, I'm using these examples today for whatever reason, right? You might have just broken up with somebody. Okay, learn from that experience. Don't torture yourself over feelings of loneliness. Instead, try to learn how to be by yourself, right? And by yourself doesn't mean alone. It means learning how to, you know, love yourself, learning how to offer love to others, learning how to find hobbies and other things to do that could be meaningful. And the same goes for if you're between jobs right now or if you're looking for a job or maybe you just graduated, right? You can still enjoy the day. Let yourself feel good about all the steps in this process. Let yourself feel accomplished in doing even the small things. If it's a good thing, it doesn't matter if it's a small thing. It's worth celebrating. And all that happens in the day and in the now. So again, Seneca here is trying to tell us that life is long enough, but we make it seem short when we, we place our joy, our meaning, our happiness in potentials for tomorrow. So hopefully this will be helpful. Maybe it could help shift your perspective a little bit. Maybe it'll help you ask some new questions and see where you can, you know, if you can, locate this in your life. Right? Also, another thing is planning is not really all that reliable because life gets in the way. Life throws stuff at you constantly. So it's not to say, once again, that you shouldn't have an idea or a horizon. Yes, have one. But work in flexibility and work in, of course, a greater focus on what today could offer and what you could offer the day and other people. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. As always, I'll talk to you soon.